Welcome back, everyone, to On Campus with Miss T. I am your host, Miss T. And I'm your co-host, David. And today is episode 10. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, for today's episode, David and I have decided that we'll have a mid-season finale, I guess. <laughs> so <laughs> this is going to be our mid-season finale, so it's going to be like our last episode and we're going to take like a week or two off so that we can figure out how to do remote interviews because we don't have any more interviews in our back pocket anymore <laughs> to pull from because of the virus yeah so we have to figure out how to do remote interviews and then we'll put out more stuff because i feel like when it's just me and david it gets kind of boring <laughs> I like having yeah. the other person there in the mix, if that makes any sense. And I, I feel like the listeners probably like that, too. Yeah, I'm sure they do. But yeah, so anyways, so this will be our mid-season finale. We'll take a couple weeks off, and then we'll come back with some more podcast episodes for you. In the meantime, if you have children at home, you can check out our YouTube channel, which I've been posting short videos on, and it's just to help parents. It's basically like a parent coaching type of thing <laughs> where I'm kind of coaching it's advice it's yeah. things to do with the kids yeah I'm like coaching parents and like empowering parents to be able <clears throat> to facilitate educational preschool activities at home and I feel like I have to make that distinction because I think maybe people think that it's just me doing activities with your kids so these aren't videos where like you can sit your kid in front of the tablet and they just follow along with me. These are supposed to be videos for the adults in the household to watch and then you're supposed to do the activity with your kid at home. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. So I just felt like I needed to explain that, I guess. Because <laughs> there's, a, I, I think it's typical for YouTube videos for kids to be like on your own with the kid. Like it's just the kid and the YouTube video. Usually adults don't have to facilitate. Yeah. But these videos are not that. <laughs> if you want it to be like an actual, like really educational experience, then there has to be an adult there that's guiding it, even if the child is leading it, if that makes any sense. But yeah. Anyways, so this episode, we're going to talk about, um, I guess, how to talk to your kids about the pandemic situation that we all find ourselves in at the moment. And I know that this can be very hard to talk about with your kids. And I know that we kind of touched on it in episode eight because it was one of the frequently asked questions that parents have been asking me. But we didn't really go in depth on it. And then I'm also not a mental health professional, so I wanted to get someone else's input on it and then kind of like break that down for everyone. Does a kid even care what's going on? I feel like they're just yeah chilling at home. No. 
watching cartoons. <laughs> no. Most of the kids, when I've contacted families, they're getting, like, really, really antsy. Like, they want to go back to school. They're, they miss the teachers. They miss their friends. They're kind of confused. They don't really understand why they can't go back to school, why their routines and schedules were interrupted so suddenly, right? Because there was it was, like, very unceremoniously done, at least in my program, right? It was like, okay, see you Tuesday, because my kids don't come to school on Mondays, right? Yeah. So we were like, okay, see you Tuesday, and then they just never came back, <laughs> right? So it's like, I don't know. I think it it is definitely something that's affecting them. I think by now they're adapted, right? It depends on what parents have been doing in the household, I think, and what they've been telling their kids. And whether or not they've been keeping them on some sort of schedule. Yeah, I guess, yeah. But yeah, okay, so <laughs> I reached out to a friend of mine um, to get a statement from her. But before we go into that, I mean, I guess you kind of already told us your take on it, right? You just assume that kids don't really care. That's what I would think. I don't About know. About what's going on? They're easily distracted, so. I guess. That's what, like, on the cartoon shows, they literally play like, the same episode throughout the whole week. <laughs> 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 but that's just because they like watching the same thing over and over again. And then it's like keeping a schedule, right? They like experiencing the same thing over and over again. Like school. And school isn't there now, so... I would think that they would care about that. I would think so, too, in the beginning, maybe. I don't know. I don't know how quickly they adapt or whatever. I don't know. But, yeah, okay, so I had kind of given my thoughts on it last, not last week, but two weeks ago. That was our dog. I'm pretty sure you could hear that. <laughs> Ragnar is sitting down on the floor right now. But um, I had given my thoughts on it in episode eight, and I had let you guys know to just kind of be honest and validate their feelings and, like, read the social story that I referred you guys to, which is called Kobe Book, and it's on mindheart.co. It's .co. Um, so, yeah, if... This would be kind of an addition to that, I guess, and from a mental health <coughs> professional instead of just from me. Because <laughs> I'm just a teacher. Mine would just be from a teacher's perspective. So this would be from an actual mental health perspective. So I'm going to read you the, um, the statement that she sent to me. Um, this is a statement from my friend Helen. She's a mental health therapist. And... What she told us is, we are scared, we are bored, we are stressed, we are exhausted. Practicing radical acceptance may be helpful in reducing your distress. Acknowledge reality, don't fight it. Fighting reality and the things we cannot control traps us in a cognitive loop that floods us with negative thoughts and feelings. It prevents us from being present and finding solutions. Control what you can. Wash your hands regularly. Practice social distancing, etc. But don't beat yourself up over what you can't. Foster self-compassion for your emotions. Children are smart. They are always listening. They are always watching. They will respond to the world the way that they see you responding. 
Be honest with them. You can give them the information they need without instilling fear in them. You are your children's safe space, so don't forget to nurture yourself. So what does that mean to you, David? I'm not going to lie, I just caught the last part <laughs> because of the dog. Uh, it sounded like take care of yourself first. That last part did at least. It doesn't say first. It just says don't forget to nurture yourself. Oh, okay. Well, hopefully <laughs> you were all listening way better than David was because that guy was not paying attention to me at all. But I'm going to break it down because at least for me, when I hear or when I read something like this all at once, it's kind of like a lot of information compressed into like a short amount of words <laughs> yeah if that makes sense so for me it kind of takes time for me to be able to process that so i'm going to break it down in case anyone else is in that same boat so we're all kind of experiencing similar emotions i would think the only thing is that we all process things differently but we're all like to some degree probably scared like she says or bored or stressed out right or just tired of having to do so much stuff without like school being open or like I don't know whatever right I'm guessing people are working full-time and still having to deal with their kids being at home full-time as well which can be difficult and exhausting so acknowledging those feelings in yourself as well as in others in your household I think would be important right instead of just kind of like pretending like everything is fine what we always do at work is like how to explain this um like if I'm feeling stressed out because the student is having some type of inappropriate like behavior outburst Usually, I try to verbally express how I'm feeling and then verbally express how I'm going to deal with those emotions because they probably feel similar emotions and then I'm setting that example and I'm modeling how to deal with those emotions myself so that they can copy or mimic that, they can learn how to deal with it when they feel those emotions too, right? So if I'm feeling frustrated, then I'm gonna be like, okay, I'm getting really frustrated right now because my friends are playing when I'm asking everyone to sit down and have calm bodies. So I'm just gonna close my eyes and take a deep breath. And then usually like some of them will hear that and then they'll be like, oh, like, we're making her feel bad or like we're making her upset, right? So like they'll sit down and sometimes other people will just like ignore it, but they're kind of seeing how I'm dealing with it. And so it's just like modeling how they should be dealing with those types of emotions too. So you're supposed to kind of do that throughout the day, throughout different situations so that they can learn from it. If that makes sense. So if you're acknowledging your own emotions and verbally expressing them and showing them what you're doing about it, then they're picking all of that up, right? And you're teaching them in that way, like through, by example or whatever. So it is important to acknowledge those feelings that you're having. Um, let's see, the other part says, practicing radical acceptance may be helpful in reducing your distress. 
So radical acceptance, what do you think that means, David? I don't know. Sounds like radical terrorists or something. I don't know. <laughs> what? <laughs> so, radical acceptance. I don't know what that means. It basically just means like accepting the reality that you find yourself in, like accepting the facts, I guess. Like not denying it or trying to like swim against the current type of thing. So right now, for example, accepting the fact that we are being asked to stay at home. The schools are closed. They won't be opening anytime soon, right? Accepting the fact that there is a pandemic going on and you do have to be really careful about going out to even just the grocery store or whatever, pumping gas, right? So acknowledging all of those um, facts, all of those, I don't know, all of those things that contribute to the situation that we're in and just like accepting that. Doesn't, I don't know, I guess if people really not accept it, they deny it. There's like, a bunch of people. Haven't you freaking been on the internet? So many people are denying it. Like it's fake. It's not real, it's not actually happening, it's the lie that the government is telling us to try to control us, it's like, I don't know, it's not that big of a deal, it's just like getting the flu. If we all just got sick, then we would get over this faster, or I don't know, whatever. Mm. I even saw a video the other day where it was like, some guy saying that the pandemic isn't real, that it doesn't exist, right? And he goes to a hospital, and then there's signs like, don't come in, blah, blah, blah. Like, only people that are, like, COVID patients are allowed in or whatever. And he's like, well, like, they're saying that the hospitals are overwhelmed, but look, this hospital is empty. And he walks in, and then they're like, what are you doing here? And he's like look, look, and he's, like, pointing the camera around, like, it's empty in here, like, there's nobody in here, there's no chaos, there's no patients anywhere, blah, 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 and then, like, the medical staff come out, and they're like, what are you doing, like, you can't be filming in here, like, like, I don't know, they tell him all this stuff or whatever, but I'm like, not all hospitals are experiencing that, so it depends what area he would even be in, not to mention the fact that some hospitals are designated for COVID patients and other hospitals are still just operating for normal routine visits. <laughs> so not all hospitals would be. Yeah. Like. They have them split out, right? Yeah. Not all hospitals would be overwhelmed and overrun with COVID-19 patients. The Rona. But yeah. Anyways, there's a lot of people that are denying the fact that this is happening, right? So just acknowledging that. And acknowledging it or accepting it doesn't mean that, like, you're giving up or, like, you're... Accepting your doom. Yeah, it doesn't mean... Exactly. It doesn't mean that you're accepting your doom or whatever, right? It just means that you're accepting this reality, right? Like, you're acknowledging that this is the reality. That's it. That's all it means. 
So once you can accept that is when you can start trying to kind of be proactive or take control over the things that you can control, which is the next thing that she says, right? Um, control what you can, wash your hands regularly, practice social distancing, etc. But don't beat yourself up over what you can't control. So once you accept what's really going on, that's when you can take the next step to be able to do the things that you need to do to, to take survive. care of yourself. I wouldn't <laughs> phrase it that way. <laughs> I would say to take care of yourself and your family, right? So, yeah, doing the social distancing, self-isolating, or self-quarantining, right? Yeah. Disinfecting everything. Stop! <laughs> Just, like, using all this, like, doomsday language. <laughs> going to freak people out. Um... Yeah, self-isolating, disinfecting everything, cleaning, getting a hold of a face mask, wearing a face mask whenever you leave the house. Um, and I know that people don't really have access to the N95 masks, which are the masks that would prevent you from catching the virus. The Rona. Any other mask will basically just prevent you from spreading it further. Okay. It won't prevent you from catching it. So just making that clear, I guess. Because a lot of people think that if you're wearing a mask, you can't get sick. But you can still get sick if you're wearing a mask. Unless it's an N95 mask. Even with that, there's probably still a chance that you can catch it anyways. But um, the theory, I guess, or whatever with that, is that if everyone is wearing a face mask... A regular face mask like a surgical mask or just like a cloth homemade mask or whatever that that means everyone is preventing the spread which means that people won't be catching it right but that only works if everyone is wearing a mask because if you cough or sneeze it stays in the mask instead of spreading around everywhere it also kind of prevents you from touching your face so like if you have a drippy nose or something then you're probably not gonna be able to like touch your boogers and then you don't wash your hands and you spread it everywhere right or if you're touching surfaces you can't really rub your nose or touch your mouth if you have a face mask on so that's that's another part of it but yeah yeah that's true so the next part is actually the part that talks about kids right so it says children are smart they're always listening they're always watching they will respond to the world the way that you are responding and I kind of always say that, right? They pick up on everything. In the classroom, we always, like they always tell us to project your calm. Like you have to project calmness into the room. So you have to, even if I'm verbally expressing to them how I feel, like my body language and my voice still has to remain in a calm state or else you just freak them out <laughs> because they pick up on your emotions, they pick up on your response to things, and they, like, it's like you're leading that reaction and they just follow. You get me? So if a kid is throwing a tantrum and, like, 
it seems super chaotic in one side of the room, but I'm responding to it calmly. And one of the kids comes up to me and says, hey, teacher, like, look at so-and-so, like, like, what are they doing? And you're like, oh, it's okay. Like, he's just having a hard time. Like, we're just going to give him his space right now. Like, he looks like he's feeling really upset, really angry. So we're just going to give him some space and some time to calm down. And then they're like, oh, okay. And then they go back to playing, right? But if you respond with, oh, my God, what's happening? Oh, I don't know. What? Go go get this person. Go get the teacher. Go get the teacher, right? Then they start freaking out, too. And then they're just like, ah, running everywhere. <laughs> So it's important to remember that they're listening to everything that you're saying. So if you're talking about how bad everything is and what are we going to do and how are we going to survive this and blah, 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 like they pick up on that, right? They're listening to that. If you're saying that everything's going to be okay, but your body language and like the volume of your voice or the tone of your voice is saying otherwise, like they pick up on it, right? They're super smart. Like they pick up on all of those social cues, verbal and nonverbal social cues. And they know <laughs> that you're upset or that you're responding to this in an upset way. So that's where the um, nurture yourselves part comes in. So make sure that you're taking care of your own mental health, right? That you're practicing self-care so that you can keep your stress levels down, so that you can keep your own like thoughts from spiraling out of control, right? So that you can keep your mind in a mental state and then you can project that mental state out to your kids and everyone else in your household. So you got to be, like, zen out? Mm-hmm. So, I don't know, look into yoga, meditation, take a bath every once in a while. Smoke weed. No. <laughs> I mean, I guess I'm not going to tell you what to do, but I'm not recommending that, <laughs> I guess. Um, for me, that kind of has the opposite effect. But, yeah, so just practice self-care, I don't know, do like a face mask or talk to a friend. Like maybe normally the way that you deal with stress is by venting to your best friend or something, but you haven't seen them in forever because of the quarantine, right? So call them, like FaceTime them or video chat them, whatever, and get things off your chest so that you can kind of relax again. Or I don't know, however it is that you relax, everyone relaxes in a different way, right? But just make sure that you're building those things into your regular, like, day-to-day -day schedules so that you can practice that regularly and keep yourself in that calm state of mind. And I know a lot of the times people say that like, how can you do that when there's all the kids in the house and blah, 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 right? But Bad if girl. you... No, shut up. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> no, do not drug your children. <laughs> Jesus. Um, if you are honest with your kids and you just explain things, they usually get it, right? So a lot of the times parents 
will come in and then they'll ask me why kids will do something or they listen or they understand things when they're in my classroom but they don't at home and usually it's because parents follow this because I said so philosophy <laughs> right so like I'm gonna take a bath stay out of the bathroom and then they come in and you're like stay out of the bathroom and then they come in again and, they're, and you're like, stay out of the bathroom. And they're like, but why? And you're like, because I sat out, right? But what you should be doing is explaining that whole process beforehand and saying, you know what? I'm feeling really stressed out. I'm feeling really upset right now. So I'm going to take some time and space for myself and go and take a bath, right? When I'm in the bathtub, I need everyone to give me my privacy and my space. So I need you to do an activity in the living room on your own so that I can have my space in the bathroom. And if they ask you why, then explain it to them, <laughs> right? Don't just say because I said so. Usually if they understand why, then they're more likely to kind of follow through with whatever you're asking them to do because then it's, like logical right like it makes yeah. sense and they're not just like what like this doesn't make any sense why do i have to do this right so just explain it to them and say well because right now i'm really upset when you get upset do you like for people to keep coming up to you and like asking you questions and making you do stuff and they'll probably be like no i don't like that and you're like yeah i don't like that either so i need my time and my space just for like 10 minutes right and hopefully you have someone else supervising them while you're in the bath right yeah but um but yeah, so usually they understand. You just have to be honest with them and actually answer their why questions and be patient with them and explain the expectations before you do the activity, whatever it is that you're doing. And there's more of a chance of success that way than if you just shut yourself in the bathroom and then they come knocking and you get mad and start yelling and you don't explain anything and then... There's no learning happening there. <laughs> but I guess that makes sense. This seems like a lot of uh, pre-work, I guess. But it's only for a short amount of time because that will actually last in the long run because they'll learn. It'll get easier, I guess. You won't have to Yeah, and then the you lives. won't have to explain it anymore. You'll just say, I need my space. I need my alone time. I'm going to go take a bath. And they'll be like, oh, okay. And they'll already know that means that we're not supposed to talk to mommy right now. Mommy's going to do drugs and drink wine. <laughs> <Shut> <laughs> But yeah, so yes, explain things to them beforehand. And they're also learning how they, sh like one of the techniques for themselves to deal with stress. And maybe someday they'll be like, mom, I'm feeling really upset right now. I'm really like angry. I need to go take a bath. I need my space and my alone time. Don't talk to me, right? And then you're just gonna be like, oh, okay, that's a great choice. <laughs> go take a bath then and I'll leave you alone. You know, we do that in the classroom, not with bath taking right <laughs> but we have um a privacy cube so it's just like a like a wooden cube that has like circle cutouts all around so that you can still see them but they still have like privacy and you just put in a corner of the room where nobody really goes to that corner and you explain to them that when they're upset when they're angry if they don't want to be around anybody at that moment then they can choose to go to the privacy corner 
and then that means that everyone has to leave them alone right and then while they're in the privacy corner they have choices for things that they can do while they're in there so you can give them like a coloring book and crayons or you can give them like a squishy like um, stress ball or you can give them a pillow to squeeze or to hug or I don't know whatever right there's different choices so they go in there and then I guarantee to them that I will keep everyone out and away from them <laughs> so that they can calm down and then when they're ready they can let me know and then they can go choose somewhere that they want to play in the classroom right so it's kind of the same idea if the kids in my classroom can learn how to do that it's like the same concept right for taking a bath and leave me alone <laughs> so I know that they're capable of it you just have to work with them and explain it and it might take a few times or whatever but they'll they'll learn it and then it'll be a lifelong thing it won't just be like they leave you alone for 10 minutes because you yelled at them and made them cry do they actually <laughs> use it yeah yeah oh. they do it takes like maybe like three or four days for some of them to really understand it but like the younger ones but the older ones usually get it like right away know. yeah and they understand and then they're like i'm gonna go to the privacy cube and i'm like okay and sometimes they like abuse it, right? And they just want to go in there just to, to go out. in there, yeah, to yeah. hang out. But that's fine too because we all sometimes, even if we're not upset, we just want our alone time, right? Yeah. <laughs> I love my alone time, right? So sometimes you just want to be alone, that's fine too. So, yeah. But yeah, hopefully that was helpful for everyone. I know that it's kind of weird, I guess, and that. Usually parents don't practice these things at home with their kids. That's stuff I've never seen. I've grew up with a lot of younger nieces and nephews. So all this is new to me, all these new techniques or I don't know what you want to call it. Yeah, techniques or strategies or whatever. Strategies. Give them go. choices too. I know I've said this before as well in other episodes, but give them choices because it helps to empower them helps them to become independent, and it helps them to feel like they're in control of the situation. Choices. So yeah, give them choices. So if, if they need to be alone, then give them choices for things that they can do while they're alone. If they're upset, maybe they don't like being alone, that's fine too. Give them choices for things that they can do, like take a walk, um, I don't know, draw a picture. Punch a wall. Um, grab a snack. Some kids really like food. Stress eating. <laughs> <laughs> Not stress eating. It's just like, I don't know, whatever. Um, some kids really calm down when they have food, right? So, like, get a snack. That's actually an option that you can use at home. At work, we can't do that because we don't have snacks on hand for them to just eat whenever they want. But that's actually something that you can do at home. And sometimes you're just hungry, right? You're just grumpy because you're hungry, so. Give them a Snickers. No, give them like an apple or something. It's a commercial. <laughs> I know. Why are you advertising <laughs> Snickers right now? We are not sponsored by Snickers, okay? Not yet. Hey, Snickers, what's <laughs> up? <laughs> but yeah, anyways, give them choices. Explain how you're feeling, ask them how they're feeling, validate their emotions, validate your own emo emotions out loud verbally to them so that they can 
like use that as an example and not feel alone and relate their emotions to your emotions and kind of make those connections between what you're doing and what they can or should be doing and yeah just be honest don't underestimate them a lot of people think you know kids are dumb they don't know what's going on they have no clue blah 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 even if i try to explain this to them it's just gonna go over their head but they're super smart you can literally teach them anything it's just kind of how you present the information and how accessible you make that information to them in this stage of their development mm. so yeah hopefully that helps let us know if you need any other help or advice i guess <laughs> ask her not me i don't know anything i want to try to help i guess as much as possible because i know everyone's going through a hard time without schools <laughs> working for them and also I posted this on Facebook keep an eye out for other kids that might be around you not in your household but like in your neighborhood or at the store when you go to the store or whatever because um, child abuse reports have gone down drastically which basically means that people aren't reporting it doesn't mean that children aren't being abused and a lot of the times teachers are that safe person or that safe place where they can get help and if teachers are not available for them to get help from then it needs to come from somewhere else so keep an eye out for the kids that might be around you look out for any signs of abuse um if you see abuse actually actively happening make sure that you call that in to report it if it's like an immediate emergency call 911 if it's something else then i guess just call Child Protective Services to report it. The thing is that you have to have information, so I don't even know. Because so you have to have, like, their names and I guess stuff. it makes sense that they'll report it down everyone's home, so. Yep. But, yeah, everyone's home, but who knows if that home is abusive or not. So, yeah, anyways, I don't know how you can really fix that I guess but keep an eye out for people <laughs> <laughs> sorry just keep an eye out for children out there <laughs> take care of yourself try to stay positive <laughs> nature's having a good time right now yeah that's positive supposedly there's like sea turtles in Thailand that like there's more sea turtle nests in Thailand than there ever has been in like 20 years or something. So, yeah, sea there's more animals popping up everywhere now. Mm -hmm. Even just in our front yard, <laughs> there's been more rabbits. <laughs> <laughs> we'll not get into that. Okay, so yes, <laughs> stay safe, wash your hands, wear a face mask if you leave your house. Don't um, catch the Rona. Yeah, try to stay away from the Rona. And accept this Stay new reality. Stay sane. Because mm -hmm. I'm already bored. Yeah. Make a schedule for yourself even if you're an adult. Because that's important too. Like physical exercise. Mental health uh, stuff. Fix, I'm fixing stuff around the house. So that's kind of Yeah. Nice. Keep yourself occupied. Keep your mind busy. Keep your hands occupied if that's 
something that you need, right? Just build a schedule for yourself and build activities into it so that you don't go crazy. Mm. <laughs> All right. If you want to check out more episodes, you can find our podcast on Spotify, iHeartRadio, CastBox, and Apple Podcasts. Correct. You can also find um, activities to do with your preschoolers at home on our YouTube channel under the same name, On Campus with Miss T. You can also find us on social media. We have Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram, and we are now on TikTok. If oh, you know anything about TikTok, <laughs> let me know, because I don't. <laughs> it's a lot of cringe. Um, but yeah. A lot of dance videos, from what I've seen. And a lot of like for part two, <laughs> which I hate so far. <laughs> but yeah, so if you have any tips or whatever, let me know. But we are now on TikTok. We have like two posts up, zero followers. Yeah. <laughs> so check us out on TikTok. It's all under the same name on campus with Misty. And if you have questions, you need help with anything that you think I might be able to help you with, you have suggestions for other topics that you want us to cover, you want us to reach out for like two specific people, I guess, that you want us to interview, we can try, but we're kind of nobodies, so if they're a big person, then... Probably not. Um, yeah, anything, any sort of feedback, whatever, you can always let us know. Reach out to us on our social media pages. On CastBox, I believe that you can comment on specific episodes that you might be listening to. And on YouTube, you can comment on the videos. Yeah. You can DM us. You can DM us. Be sure to follow us, like us, subscribe to us. Click a bell. I don't know. Whatever else you're supposed yeah. to do. <laughs> Share. Share. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> do something, please. <laughs> but yeah, that's pretty much it. Stay safe. We will catch you all in a few weeks because this is our mid-season finale. Yeah. See ya. Bye. <laughs>